I'm Amy Lettingham. I'm a master certified dating and relationship coach. And I'm Kevin Lettingham, Amy's husband and a former reality and docuseries TV producer director. And together we want to welcome you to Sex, Love, and Mindful Dating. It's opening day of season two of our podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about online dating. That's because Amy and I actually met 10 years ago using our computers. And as a happily married couple, we're actually able to say that not only does online dating work, but it can work for you too. We're also going to bring you valuable information and dating tools pulled directly from my conscious dating program. Information that includes everything from how to build that perfect dating profile to how to go from message to meet. With these tools, you'll invite only the best quality partners available to you rather than getting scammed or catfished. And if your goal is to find lasting love, my conscious dating programs help you do just that. We do it through breaking your unhealthy dating beliefs, attitudes, patterns, and through my online dating courses, group coaching, and personal one-on-one virtual coaching, I can help you. Contact me at amythedatingcoach.com, that's A-M-I-E, thedatingcoach.com, and mention the podcast to receive a special offer. All right, well, let's begin by taking a moment here. Can you believe that it's been 10 years since I first reached out to you online? Oh my gosh, it's so long ago. It's a decade. It is a decade. I can't believe it now. Yeah, it is amazing. (laughs) It's gone by very fast, but it's been a wonderful 10 years. And uh, we're here today as proof that online dating works. In fact, 25% of all long-term relationships start digitally now on apps or online. So it is a very viable way to meet people. And today, Amy and I are gonna kind of talk about our relationship a little bit, uh, how we met, and also give you some great tips. So Amy, why don't we start with, prior to meeting me, what was your online dating experience like? Most of the guys that I met, that I had relationships with, I met online. But you know what I found were, there was all these people that said that they wanted to date and they were ready for a relationship. I think they thought they were, but in reality, they weren't. Like one guy I met, he literally just started crying and talking about his ex. He was clearly not over her. And I, even though was fresh out of a relationship, I broke up with my boyfriend and I knew I was breaking up with him. It was no turning back. So I don't think many people are as ready as they think they are. Well, I, I gotta tell you the one thing, I had dated online for, before I met you, I had to be over a decade, not mostly online. I think I mostly dated out in the world, but I used online. I'd go back to it occasionally. And I was kind of like a lot of people out there, very disheartened with a lot of the lies, even women, like the pictures they would put, they were not up to date or they didn't look as good as their photos. And I found that like really off-putting. And if there's any advice I can give to anybody, is you got to be authentic and honest. Oh my God, If that has to happen. Even if you're not excited about the way you look and everything, be honest about it because that to me was the single most disappointing part of online dating. Yeah, I think that is something that I constantly give advice to my clients about is when they're sharing their photos and these photos are just all headshots and no body shots. You know, it tells, I'm not going to lie, ladies, but the men know you're hiding something. Absolutely, 100%. 
And then when the guys are always wearing sunglasses in every single photo or, you know, the guy, this is the one horrid thing that guys do. Oh my gosh. They take photos with other women, like really hot women, and then they put them in their dating profile. And it's like, what do you think you're trying to do here? Are you trying to say that you can get hot women? These women are like models. They're not somebody you dated. (laughs) you went to maybe a an event you know so it's a massive turn off to women when they see that too let's talk briefly about how we met i know i reached out to you first uh you were down in cancun cabo you were in cabo that's right and you were with a friend why so you're emailing me back and forth through our online dating site and then you're out drinking and hanging out with a bunch of hot guys down there too. (laughs) You know, it's funny because I had just, I was fresh out of a relationship and um, my friend's like, go to Cabo with me. Let's go meet guys. And I actually was, I brought my book and my phone and I didn't even really care to meet any guys. I was just really wanting to decompress. So she was hooking up with everybody and I was just like sitting from the sides watching. (laughs) Emailing me. Emailing you because I wanted a relationship. I didn't want to hook up, you know, that was the one thing. Yeah. And and I remember also at the beginning, we had Flight of the Concords in common, that HBO show, that quirky HBO show. We had sushi in common. We started off with like, you know, a pretty good start online dating wise because of our profiles. Yeah, the one thing that I really um, did differently on my profile was I wasn't negative. There was at one point I was very discouraged and I wrote, don't write me if you're a player or this or that and that. I I hated that when people did that. Yeah, and no hookups. And it was just like, I I sounded really bitter. And I remembered rereading it going, I need to change this. And I go, I need to change it about the fun things that I do. And the reason why Flight of the Concords got put in was because I didn't know how to describe my humor, my kind of humor. Yeah. And so I was like, I'll find something that I love and I'll put that in there. And some, and I wrote, if you know this show, you have the same sense of humor I do. And we did. So for anyone out there that is trying to meet online, find something that separates you from the pack, right? Yeah. That also says something about you. Yeah, so that's the one thing when we work on dating profiles, I actually help the singles figure out something truly unique to them. Like one of them is totally a fan of the Harry Potter books and we put fun facts in there and we'll ask a question and then kind of spark the curiosity of another person and they'll answer it. You're like a Vietnamese Cyrano de Bergerac. <laughs> in a way, <laughs> in a way, I, I hold their hand in the process because I know it can be frustrating. So we'll do it together. It's not like I'm writing just for them. They're seeing what I'm writing and we're collaborating and coming up with how we're going to approach the person. It's an authentic way to have them communicate with the world through someone who's an expert. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. Yes. It's not like you're doing it for them. You're just guiding them. In I'm a guiding way. them. Yeah. And through that, they eventually start picking up the habit themselves. And then I can kind of let go of the reins. All right. Well, let's talk briefly about how to communicate. Because you and I, we emailed back and forth through the platform. And then we decided to talk. Uh, we talked a couple times. I will say 
when you and I first spoke, you talked about your exes way too much. I and I sat there on the phone going, "She's self sabotaging." I was. She's sabotaging this. I don't know why she's sabotaging. It's so obvious that she's doesn't need to do this. She's almost like talking to me despite herself. Like, why are you wasting time talking to me? Because you're clearly pushing me away before we even start. I really didn't want to date because I just got out of a relationship. And then I went on like three or four dates right before you. No, you were telling me about some of your dates. I remember Yard House. You were talking about Yard House. And he was the nickname of a guy that worked at the bar restaurant Yard House. There's Fancy Farmer John. Fancy Farmer John, the guy in the overalls. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked about the we talked about some of these dates. Yeah, well, you know what? I did. I was trying to sabotage. I'm not going to lie. Because I I was like, what the heck? I'll just go out for fun to do something. But I wasn't like really sure because I'm like, I'm, I am I went on just these three horrible dates. So the whole entire time I was pushing against my own habits because what I really wanted to do is not go. Well, even though you were completely sabotaging... <laughs> Uh, our initial experiences together uh, on the phone, I I still did want to go out with you because, again, looking back, and I can't say this more definitively, I was like, I'm never going to meet anyone unless I get off my butt and go out. Even if I think this is going to be a disaster, she checks enough boxes that it's worth a shot. I was like, there were so many things I'm like, this isn't right, this isn't right. But overall, I was like, okay, she's kind of the person I date. So I'm like, let's give it a shot. So I did ask you out. Yes. And then we set up a time to meet. I think we were about 20 minutes apart and we were going to meet in the middle. Yes. And then I remember also I was working on a TV show at the time and then I got a phone call. (laughs) Yes. And I called and canceled the date. She canceled the date. I was self-sabotaging really well there. Again, I mean, literally (laughs) conversations. And then she cancels the actual date before it happens. And it was the night of? It was the day, day of our date. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I remember. I was sitting in the edit bay and you called. And what did you say? I said, I'm not feeling well. I can't make it tonight. And then you actually so cutely said, do you want to reschedule? And I was like, uh, I'll call you back. Yeah, then I knew. She's not sick. Well, there were two parts. But one part was I didn't want to meet you halfway. I'm very traditional. And I really wanted like somebody to court me and come meet me where I lived. Like, And we weren't that far away. And then I also remembered that you worked in entertainment. And I thought to myself, I'm like... You know, you told me you're like, I'm gone for two months or three months. I'm like, okay, well, now he wants to meet me halfway and he's like always gone. Like, how do I know? And by the way, I've been cheated on a lot in my past relationships. I'm like, what's the point of this? What's, what's, I'm just going to cancel this. This is going to be another bad date. I have to go on and forget about it. And I remember right after you canceled, this guy, this editor knocked on the door. I don't remember how I responded. I said something like, come in. And the first words out of his mouth to me were, are you okay? You seem depressed. Oh. And I went, I didn't think Aww. I was all, I think all I'm I said, sorry. I think all I said was, 
come in and he could pick up on that. So I was kind of bummed and I'm not, I don't remember why I was bummed. I mean, I didn't like being canceled on, but there was something about you that kept me like interested beyond this girl's clearly nuts. (laughs) I mean, who cancels on me? First of all, let's just start with the obvious who cancels on me. And then who cancels like four hours before on a clear lie. And I knew it was a lie. <laughs> Anyways, so we're married. So you you can guess that we did go on the date. But let's find out why. Because this is a fascinating story that Amy does, in fact, call me back. But only because of this. Yeah. So I worked in sales at the time. And uh, I met a client. And it just so happens. Like maybe the universe is like, Amy, stop this self-sabotaging and so she was sitting there with me at an appointment and the phone rang and she's like oh I have to get that phone call my husband's been gone for a month in Germany and I need to like talk to him and I'm like okay so she goes and gets the phone and then she comes back and I don't know why I just felt like being vulnerable with her in this moment and I told her the truth I said I just canceled a date with a guy uh, because he traveled too much. Yeah, because sometimes I was gone three, four, up to six months in a year, a yeah. lot. And I go, how does that work when in your relationship? And she was totally a, an open book. She's like, honey, when you first date, you want to be with each other 24-7. And then, you know, when they're gone for a month, you don't have to do laundry. You get the remote control, <laughs> you know, and you, you get to go out. You don't have to cook for them. There's a lot of perks. She's like, you need to pick up the phone and call him back. Otherwise, you're going to be single for the rest of your life. She said those words. Yes. Wow. And that hit me hard. I don't know why, because I'm like, here's this woman. She's a stranger. She knows nothing about me. And just this habit or pattern of my thinking, she can see that I'm going to end up single for the rest of my life if I don't take chances and risks. She said, when you get down the hill, her house was on top of the hill. There was no signal. She says, pick up the phone and call him and make that date. Apologize to him. Tell him you were scared and just make the date. And so most people would leave that appointment and just like, screw her. What is she talking about? Not me. I actually thought, oh my gosh, she's right. I picked up the phone. I called you and I took ownership. I said, I'm scared. I got cold feet. And I still want to go on a date with you. I'm not sick. I'm sorry that I I said I was. And honestly, I would really like it if you would come to my part of the town. That would make me feel a lot more comfortable. Are you still open to meeting? And I was. Yeah. Yeah. I was planning on it. And I got reinvigorated. I was like, (laughs) I'm going to be interested now. Did the editor walk back in and go, oh, Kevin, you look happy again. You're in a better mood. (laughs) What happened? Are you on drugs? (laughs) You're like up and down like a yo-yo. No, he did not. Uh, but I did uh, drive and meet you. We we will leave that for episode two because that in of itself is a really good story too. Believe it or not, it didn't go as smoothly as you might think. I'd like to take a moment to talk to you about my free ebook, Five Dating Traps to Avoid. It gives you tips to avoid all the traps that make your heart break. So go to amythedatingcoach.com and that's spelled A-M-I-E, thedatingcoach.com.
All right, let's talk about photos for a moment. Obviously, when it comes to online dating, photos are super, super important, if not the most important part of your online dating profile. But believe it or not, there are stats out there that have proven that the number of photos you have and the types of photos you have can make a big difference in your ability to connect online. Now, Amy, maybe you could give us some insight as to what you teach your clients in regards to online dating photos. So you, you want to be authentic with your photos, period, right? Uh, and you want them to be fresh, like at least a year old, right? No longer than that. Yeah. And most importantly, you want them to show your full body. Listen, ladies, I know some of us, when we look in the mirror, we are struggling with like, oh, I wish I was 10 pounds lighter here, or I wish I had like bigger boobs or a bigger butt. You know what? Just love yourself own because it. Own, own it. it. Yeah. Because the person that you're going to meet is going to have to accept and love you the way you are. So you need to start with yourself and loving yourself too and accepting yourself. So how many photos should you have? Should have at least five. You should have one, you know, where you're dressed up, one where you're dressed down, and then three lifestyle photos. And the lifestyle photos to me are like, your hobbies, your interests. You know, one of the photos you saw me, I actually still have that photo on my profile for Facebook, but I'm eating sushi. <laughs> and that was my, you know, sushi addict, me eating sushi. And I thought, it, and it was, I wasn't looking at the camera smiling. It was just a side moment of me eating sushi. But you're giving somebody the ability to experience hanging out with you. So here's what my strategy was. I actually did a little different than what most people do online. I actually picked photos of me that just depicted me on an average, average level. <laughs> and it's interesting because when I would meet people in person, they would always tell me, you look better than your photos. Yes. And you did when I met you. And I liked hearing that because I didn't want to be one of those people that was the opposite because <laughs> I fr was frustrated with pe I was frustrated with men that didn't look like their photos. They were like... 10 years younger, like um, in their photos, when I met them in person, they were like way older. Yeah. And I think, you know, people do lie online. I mean, the average man uh, adds two inches to his height. And, and for women, uh, women tend to, you know, describe their bodies a little different. Um, but then you get the full on lies. And I was shocked too. I'm like, I heard about the guys lying, but I was shocked at the amount of women whose pictures were not indicative of what they look like in real life. I would say 80% I was disappointed in what they look like. Yeah. I don't know if you did this with me, but whenever I would get someone's name online and I would try to get the first and last name uh, as early as possible, sometimes you just didn't, but I would Google them. Yeah, I always did. I Googled usernames. I don't know why more people don't do this. I ask people, why don't you? I mean, it just makes sense in this day and age. You know, you put, you know, Amy Dang and then age and just see if anything comes up. Just anything. Yeah. I mean, you might not find anything, but for me, when you Google me, I'm all over the place. You get to learn a lot about me by Googling me at yep. the time. Yep. And that can give you important insight. And I think a lot of singles fail to do this. I don't know why. Yeah. I know it sounds... Like maybe it's a little stalkerish. Maybe that's why people don't do it. But listen, when you're online dating, all bets are off. You need to make sure that your safety comes first. So you can Google someone's phone number. You can Google their email address, their username, their first and last name. You can Google their photo. Uh, it's important that you use... What do you mean your photo? 
Yeah, there's an actual reverse image check. You can put the photo in that little um, image check search and it'll show you who it belongs to. And if it's a scammer, you're going to see a bunch of websites that are, you know, either in other, you know, countries, uh, different languages in different countries. And that's a red flag for you. I mean, there have been so many people over time that have used other people's photos. I mean, if you take the documentary Catfish, which now there was a MTV show, Catfish, originally it was a documentary. Uh, the, the main guy in Catfish. Nev. Nev. Nev was in the documentary. That woman in the documentary was using someone else's photo the entire time. If you did a reverse Google search on that, or if you were able to, you might've found out that was a lie way earlier. You wouldn't yeah. have to go travel. And, and I think that in this day and age, it's so important to protect yourself. Absolutely. I, I think we rely too much on thinking that what we see is what we get. And as you all know, that, that uh, those of you that have been online dating for a while, it's not a true statement. So we have to do our due diligence so that we can protect ourselves from scammers and um, catfishes. And you know, another way, we didn't have this option when we met. There wasn't a lot of, there was no Zoom. There was a little bit of FaceTime. You know, I think there was some stuff, but we weren't using it back then. Now, video chatting, I would only video chat before I met someone, only. I would recommend it. It helps you save money because you don't have to go on a bad date and spend money and gas and makeup and hair. You can just like, talk a little bit on your zoom chat and see if there's chemistry. And then if it, there's no chemistry, then you can walk away. Yeah. But more importantly, you can never get scammed with a photo if you zoom an hour later. So like it protects you from not only, you know, wasting your time out at a dinner, more importantly, it lets you see who this person is. And if the person says, I don't know how to do zoom, I don't do FaceTime. I don't do red flag, red flag then figure it out. If you want to go out with me and I want to do this, figure it out. Yeah. And I think now with the pandemic going on, we're in the middle of that. It's super hard to get out into the world. So spending all this time on the phone and texting just seems kind of short-sighted. Go right into Zoom and then see if you can grow a relationship because if you can't meet face-to-face -face or go on a date that isn't really socially distanced, you know, maybe you are you have to be six feet apart, which is a little awkward for a lot of people, grow a relationship online. Zoom is a perfectly acceptable way to build a relationship. And there are tons of video speed dating, video dating apps now. I mean, it is the wave of the future with this pandemic. We have to think about our own health because social distancing is like the new condom, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. And we have to act as if everybody has it. So one decision could affect our life and our family's life and our parents' life, you know, if we have sick people around us. Yeah, and more importantly though, if you still want to find love, you can't stop because the pandemic happened. Yeah, love still goes on. Yeah, and I think that's gonna be frustrating for a lot of people is it seems like things have stopped, but there's still a lot of good singles out there and you could be creating your own love story by just putting in the effort. You know, uh, I think so many people get, you know, get down and out and they don't think it's worth it, but we're sitting here telling you it is. Yeah. 
Let's talk about the profile itself. We briefly talked about some of the things we did. What should you do in a profile? Well, one of the dangerous things I see on a profile uh, is negativity. Yeah. And we talked about like, you know, when you get burned so much, you start going, I'm going to put all this stuff so I can avoid it. Don't want this. Don't, don't want that. I don't, don't want a player. Like this, don't, don't want, want that. You yes. know, and I knew that. that w- and I knew that was somebody I would avoid. Yeah, because number one, they're bitter. But when you put those negative thoughts out there, you're going to be attracting people that write negative people. Therefore, they're probably speaking the same language or probably negative themselves. Yeah. The other problem that I see is when people write a dissertation. (laughs) It's like, you know, a book of a profile and people, you should just give people a glimpse of you. How many words? Less than 200. Okay. Yeah. And you want to share the experience of hanging out with you. So many people, all they do is they talk about themselves, but they don't talk about what they're looking for. They don't talk about their interest with what their shared interest, what they want with a partner. They don't talk about any of that stuff. They just go, I, 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 I. And that's like a red flag. The word I written too much? Though I would look at some profiles and every sentence started with an I. And it's just shocking to me. I'm like, well, you're definitely, you know yourself really well, but you don't really know what you want. Right, right. Because not once did you say, I'm looking for a partner. About the other person, what you yeah. want. It's all about you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I would find that a huge turnoff if I was reading that. There's another thing that I think a lot of people do online that, I don't want to call it a mistake because it's not necessarily a mistake, but people have a type, right? They're like, well, I want somebody who's between the ages of 34 and 36, who's six foot two, 190 pounds, has a job, a car, blah, blah, blah. And, and it just, it's like the most perfect human being on earth with no like wiggle room, no wiggle room. No, there's no room. So what is your advice on online dating as it relates to type? Yeah, I fell into that trap too. I actually remember I would only date people that were three years older or three years younger. And that really limited my pool to be really small. What made me change that was my friend. One of my best friends ended up marrying someone much older than her. And he treated her like a princess. And they love each other so much. And I thought to myself, I'm like, wow, I need to like get out of this idea that three years is enough. So I boosted it all the way up to 10 years older than me. Yeah. You would have never met me if you didn't change it. I was going against my usual habits and really leaning into the discomfort and going, what's the worst that can happen? And you went out, you told me you went out with guys that had a different body type that were a little heavier at that time before me. You went out with all kinds of guys. You opened up your horizon in order to find someone. And I think that's the best thing you can do. Even if you have a bunch of crappy dates, at least you're figuring some things out. Yes. One thing I think we should bring up is this difference between pay and non-paid sites, you know, what you recommend people do? Do you think it's worth paying 20 or $30 a month for some of these sites? Oh, yes, definitely. Why? I think that um, the important part about paying is it's investment. People that are willing to invest are showing that they're serious. They're taking it serious. I, I would agree. Some of those sites, 
I, I didn't always pay. I did a little combo. Sometimes I paid, sometimes I didn't, but I did find the quality level dropped off and it was harder to find people on the non-paid sites because there were so many people. Yeah, and the other thing you have to think about uh, is there's less scammers on yeah. the paid ones. Yeah, it's weeding out people. People aren't paying $30 a month to, to do they catfishing. Can, they can scam you for free. Why yeah, not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, also, I think another thing is what about women writing men? What do you think about that? I think it works. Um, Match.com actually did a study that approximately 90% of men say they don't mind. They actually like it I when a woman it. write. Yeah, I liked it. When I work with my female clients, I'll actually uh, help them write different men. And there's another study out there that shows that women that write men have more attractive partners. Hmm. Because they're, they obviously are writing guys that they're attracted to. And some of these guys, they do write back. So. Well, I've always felt that confidence was the number one thing I looked for. I didn't like insecure women. I wanted a confident woman. And the kind of woman that would write you generally is confident. She's already telling you something about herself by writing. So if you're at home and you see a guy that you like and you're like, God, I wish he'd write me. No, write him. Yeah. Write him because guys love confident women. And even if you're not his type and he rejects you, you move on to the next one and you, and you take ownership of it because eventually you could write, you know, 10 or 15 or 20 guys and you end up in a long-term relationship like ours because you, you went after it. Yeah. One of my clients, actually, we were talking about how uh, when you write them, you know, for her, like she saw that a lot of guys were kind of scared to ask her out. Yeah. So what we did is we're like, let's just ask them out. Yep. And it's not saying that, you know, we don't like the traditional role. Some of us do. And even when you ask a guy out online in person, he knows what to do when he likes you. You know, he'll ask you on the next date. So the traditional roles don't fly when it comes to online dating. Yeah. And especially in the swipe right, swipe left culture that we have, which is still an okay way to meet people. I don't really like it that much. I feel like you have a harder time with the dating apps that don't give enough information. That's one thing about like websites like Match or Zeus. You get the full bio. Now, is everything on there true? Maybe not, but at least you don't have to go through and ask all those things. So you can kind of speed up the whole process. On an app, you're, it's like bumping into somebody at a coffee shop and then you're getting to know each other. And it takes months for you to get all those details that you would get in a normal match profile. All right, well, let's talk about the takeaways from today's episode. Amy, can you go over those for us, please? Takeaway number one is mastering your mindset. It's really important to stay positive. Like Kevin and I, Kevin kept forging forward even though he was really discouraged. And I kept forging forward even though my limiting beliefs were telling me, stop this, don't go on this date. And we found each other. Takeaway number two is be open and willing to learn. It was really hard for me to be vulnerable and ask that lady I sat in front of, about her marriage and tell her kind of my own mistakes that I made, but I did. Because I was willing to learn from her, I took the chance and I met Kevin. So think about things that you can do in your life that can help you lean into the discomfort. Takeaway number three, your profile matters. 
You need to at least five picks, okay? And then use positive language. It's not about what you don't want. It's about what you do want. Share fun interests, important values, what you're looking for. Talk about what your ideal partner looks like. Takeaway number four, date safely. Make sure you Google everybody you meet right before you meet them, right? Make sure that you have enough information that this isn't a catfish and to really create some safety, do a video chat before you meet so that you know that this is who they say they are. If you're struggling with online dating and you don't know where to start, I'm here to help you. The important thing here is that there are resources and tools and I have a program called How to Conquer Online Dating. For those of you that are listening to the podcast, use the coupon podcast to get 50% off the program. Go to amythedatingcoach.com and you'll find all the information there. All right. Well, that's the end of this episode. As always, if you could leave us a five-star review or hit the subscribe button, it really does help us. So thank you very much for listening. And I guess we will talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.